one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we've got a great revenge story on an angry lady yelling at someone at the gym. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, petty partner at law firm made our lives awful, quit, and now I'm the client, fired her. I worked for many years at a large law firm and had a solid chance of partnership. Never had a bad review. For some reason unknown to me, but likely a result of this person's well-known mental problems and insecurities, a partner I worked closely with lied about me in a review, just enough to cause a problem that would delay partnership for me. I also witnessed her extreme bullying and harassment of others. Thankfully not directed at me, but it was bad. I believe the fact that I spoke out against this encouraged her to target me. Unbeknownst to her, I'd already accepted an in-house position with a very important firm client when I learned about her attempt to undermine me. About six months later, I happened to be assigned to manage a case she was involved in. My colleague was already upset with her poor performance, so I was tasked with firing her off of the case. Under the circumstances, this was very bad for her, already poor, reputation internally at the firm, and cut off a huge source of her work. It is nice to do justice. I just think universally, it's always a great situation to find yourself in when somebody who had historically been your bully is now in a position to receive a bit of payback, whether or not truly by your own hands, coming directly from you. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, made a road rager pay for his actions. So, something bizarre happened on my drive to work a few days ago, and I still think about it. There was this car that was aggressively weaving between lanes, sometimes with zero warning or turn signals, and at one point he tried to get into my lane, but I was already next to him. He still tried to merge and nearly ran me into the left median. I had a car in front of and behind me so I still couldn't brake too fast or speed up, and I wasn't in his blind spot so I honked my horn and he still tried to get in the lane, but ended up getting behind me and tailgating me aggressively, and I'm like, whatever dude, I'm just driving to work. This isn't fast and furious, you're in a Lexus. Eventually he got in front of me and I thought it was the end of it. But this guy made me his enemy because after that, he did not let me pass him. Ever. I simply did not care. I was too tired for antics. But anytime I changed a lane, he'd change with me and then slow down to slow me down. And for a while I thought, am I imagining this? So finally an exit for the toll road was coming up on the right and I was like, screw it, I'll take the toll road, get away from this guy, and sped up to get into the exit lane. This guy went all the way from the left lane into my toll road lane, so I was like, you had no intention of being in this lane. I don't think I'm imagining things anymore. So I stayed a good distance back, waited for him to get kinda into the curve of the exit lane to the point where he was committed to it, and I immediately changed lanes and got out and watched him try to swerve out, but it was too late for him. He was in the toll lanes and I was on my merry way. I've been thinking about it and laughing for days now. Although this is great, I would not engage with somebody like this, I'm just 
of the opinion when you're operating a vehicle as dangerous as a car can be i don't want to be involved with a person like this i'm probably just going to slow down to the point where maybe they hopefully give up that said our next story is neighbor kept tossing unbagged food into my trash can so i moved it next to their patio and entertainment area My neighbor and I both keep our trash cans out front in between our houses, except we make sure our own cans are on our own property. They're like five feet away from each other. I'm a bit controlling. I don't throw anything away unless it's wrapped in a trash bag to avoid my can smelling like a melting heap of crap. After some years, they've gotten a lot more comfortable with crossing small boundaries, letting their dogs run all over our property, dig under our fence, and most recently this year, throwing dog crap and open food containers into our trash cans. I noticed because it suddenly got really smelly, even though it should have been fairly empty because the trash man just picked up the previous morning. So I opened the lid and lo and behold, there were five half-eaten pizzas and their boxes chucked in there, along with some party crap and dog crap. I knew it was my neighbor because they literally just had a party for their teenager and I saw them in their garage eating pizza. Normally, I'd just call for a trash can cleaning service, but it's expensive, and my neighbor definitely did this crap on purpose. So instead, I rolled my trash can to the backyard and placed it as close to the fence as I could, because on the other side of that fence is their patio and entertaining area that they use constantly. I've left the lid open for good measure, and last time I was out there, I overheard my neighbor complaining about the smell. They were setting up crap for another party too. Oh well, this kind of behavior would definitely frustrate me. I've actually had a situation where you go and you put your trash cans out to the edge of the road to get collected, and I noticed at some point someone had placed diapers in my trash can. I don't think it can get much worse than that short of like a dead animal or something. Our next story is cost ignorant landlord over $50,000. This story is from a while back when I was in college, which was situated in a rather large city, so the rent was not very cheap and landlords thought they could cut corners. Unlike many of the buildings in the area, the room I rented was within a wooden house. When I toured the house, nothing stood out as usual. The room was small but cozy, there were rather large common rooms, and the roommates seemed nice, one of whom was the landlord's daughter. Another plus was that they were okay with me bringing my cat and not putting down an obnoxious deposit. Cut to two weeks later, I moved into the room and everything seems fine, except my allergies begin to act up. I figure this was just due to allergy season being in full swing, despite not usually having allergies act up. One month in and my allergies are worse, and I start to notice small things around the house that seem to just be MacGyvered. For example, sink piping is duct taped and the bathtub had a crack, which seemed to be glued together? At a month and a half, allergies are again worse, and my cat begins acting really weird. They start running into things, acting confused, and having what looks like muscle twitching. I took her into the vet and was told that they believed she's ingested a large amount of mold. Dr. Google confirmed that this is a possibility given her symptoms and fully explains how I've been feeling. I end up asking my friend to watch my cat for a couple days while I look for the source of mold in the house. Remembering the weird handy jobs performed in the bathroom, I removed the little piece of wood that covered the area between the bathtub and ground. It was elevated on some plastic feet, only to find it covered in fuzzy black growth. I immediately replaced the wood, which had growth on the back side of it too, and checked under the sink. 
It looked like there was old water damage on the bottom of the cabinet, but no mold. That is, until I shone a light into a small hole cut out in the back of the cabinet. Again, the entire area that I could see in that hole was covered in black fuzz. I don't know if it was psychological, but I ended up getting watery eyes and sneezing a bunch while on the hunt for mold. I immediately showed my roommate, who then called her dad about the mold. The dad essentially said, it's nothing serious and he'll get to it when he has time. Well, one week later and he's done nothing about it. Wanting to bring my cat back, I called to ask him for an update and he said that he consulted with a professional who said it didn't sound like mold and I should just keep it covered. I was ticked, but this being my first rental, I had no idea how to handle it. And for as nice as the landlord's kid was, she really didn't try to help persuade him. After some research, I found that in my area, mold is a hazard that landlords are required to take care of. While this wasn't stated in my contract, it was a contractual obligation he had. I called the landlord with this information and told him that I'll be withholding my rent until he sends someone to look at the issue. He flat out laughed and said I can't do that and that he wouldn't allow me to break my lease early. I was ticked and too nervous to bring my cat back into the house. After reviewing some more local codes, I decided that instead of withholding rent, I would report the issue to the municipality in hopes of them taking action. Within 72 hours, they sent an inspector out to not only check the areas I mentioned finding mold in, but also doing a full inspection of the home. They spent at least two hours walking around the interior and exterior, looking under every appliance and into any accessible space. After the review was done, they told me that the mold damage was far more extensive than I thought. Essentially, the entire house had become infested due to moist conditions and poor ventilation. He said that this would require extensive work and that I wouldn't be able to stay in my room during this time. But that's not all. The inspector also found over a dozen code and permit violations, each of which would have to be remedied or else a huge fine would be levied. The inspector sent a letter detailing his findings to the landlord and I got an angry call with him screaming about how I shouldn't have gotten them involved and how he was actually planning on coming out that weekend. I was too timid to boast about this win, but I did state that, per the inspector's findings, I'll be moving out, as I'm legally allowed to break the lease if conditions are unlivable. He said I'm not allowed to, and I told him to take me to court in that case. I moved all of my stuff out that day with some help from friends and crashed with a friend watching my cat during this ordeal. I was able to get a room in a much nicer house rather quickly and kept in contact with one of the other roommates from the previous home. Apparently the landlord tried to rent out my room again and didn't take the inspector's letter seriously. Even the part that stated they have, I believe it was one month to take care of all code and permit violations before they would be fined daily per violation, some amounting to over $1,000 per day. Things got real for him after about five weeks when he got multiple letters from the municipality detailing all of his fines and how the rates will go up if he continues to ignore them. Last I heard, he scrambled to respond to correct all of the violations, but not before his fines amounted to $50,000, and he was forced to have all tenants move out. I noticed the house for sale a few months later. I just can't get over how cursed this story turned. As soon as OP said they moved that board and saw black fuzzy mold, I just know if I were in that situation and I found that out, my entire body would just start shaking uncontrollably. 
Not from being scared or anxious, but being so grossed out that you can't just help but squirm. Our next story is, supervisor harassed and belittled me, I promoted, outranked her, kept her from promoting, and got her fired. In 2015, I had a supervisor who was a GS6 that harassed and constantly belittled me. I was a GS4. I couldn't do anything right in her eyes. I had the highest productivity in the office because I closed the most cases in the shortest amount of time. She tried stealing my cases and creating obstacles to prevent me from closing the cases I identified. It never worked. I always prevailed. She lied to the area manager and said I'd brought a gun to work. They forced me to open my bag so they can search it or said I would be terminated. They found no weapons. She took what I said completely out of context and told the area manager I said I wanted to burn the office down. What I had said was, I don't care if the building burns down today, I'll still wake up tomorrow, say my morning prayers, and apply to other jobs. I am marketable and I can find another job. She called the military police on me in an attempt to have me arrested because my Gerber pocket knife that is sold everywhere and completely legal slipped out of my pocket without me noticing. The military police never made contact with me. She kept my knife and never gave it back. Eight months later, I ended up leaving the office because it was toxic and I couldn't deal with the harassment anymore. I deployed into a GS7 grade. Shortly after, she deployed as a GS7. A GS9 position came up and we were both interested. Neither of us applied as it wasn't posted. She told the area manager, I can't work with him. You have to move him from this location. My area manager said, he's my highest producing employee. Moving him would be a change of benefits for him. Why would I create a problem I don't already have? She was upset and complained. My area manager selected me for the job. I'm now a GS9 and she's a GS7 in another office. I ended up getting promoted 6 months later to a GS11, we're in the accepted service. She finishes her assignment and goes back to her permanent job of a GS6. My regional manager calls me one day and says, Hey, I have this applicant for a GS7 position and I think you worked with her? He told me her name and asked, I'm thinking of selecting her for the position at XYZ location. Do you think she'll do well? I said, boss, you could leave that office unmanned for six months and there will still be more productivity than you putting her there for 12 months. It's not a move I would make and not an applicant I'm willing to endorse. He said, understood. She didn't get the job. Someone else called me and asked what I thought about her at another location and I said the same thing. She didn't get the job. Three years later, I promoted to a GS-12 and she's still a GS-6. Two years after that, I promoted... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Put it to a GS-13, and she finally made it to a GS-9. She wanted to deploy again, but in another directorate, because I would have been her second-line supervisor, not that I would have accepted her. And the commander asked me if I knew who she was, since we worked in the same directorate. I said, yes, I know her. He asked what I thought about putting her into XYZ position. I gave him my same feedback as the other two who had asked. She didn't get the job. Recently, I was doing some reviews and found anomalies. I turned it over to my counterpart, another region manager, because it wasn't my region. Four months ago, we fired her for the anomalies I found in her office. It turned out she was committing fraud. Ah, good times. So, I was gonna say, after OP got promoted multiple times over a period of like, four years, and they asked OP for information on this person if they knew them, I was gonna say maybe they changed in that time, you know? Like, they could have gotten better. But then you find out in the end they were committing fraud, and you're like, well, there goes any faith I had in giving possible second chances. Our next story is, I'm trying to show my boyfriend how much I've been taking on lately. We just moved in recently together. It's been about two months. I do dishes, laundry, cook, clean, mop, vacuum, grocery shop, even as far as taking out the trash, making our home space look nice, buy most groceries, take care of all pets, and we sort of split bills. It's a long explanation, but short of it's not exactly half, I pay more. His excuse is he's overworked from his job. He works from home and because we don't have the same schedule, I'm sometimes home when he is. He claims he's too busy to do things around the house, even as much as he doesn't have time to eat. So I make him food even when I'm off. I'm stressed for my job too, so that's why I feel like you should be able to do the bare minimum. Every time I come home he's playing games, which totally doesn't bother me as long as he takes care of some responsibilities. I do give grace because sometimes he is busy and I get it, but other times I wonder. So far, I've set some boundaries which are to take care of his pet, the trash, and now paying for the groceries. We've settled bills to be 50-50, but he doesn't always pay, even when I request on PayPal. Working on adding more boundaries. He doesn't do anything for my animals, not even since I've moved in. To be honest, I don't think his cat would have even eaten or had a clean litter box if I hadn't cleaned it. This is a throwaway account, so I won't give away what pets I have. Adding context, when we first started dating, his place was super clean. Once I moved in, he said the reason it was clean was because he hired a cleaning crew. I wasn't too aware of what that entailed as I've never been able to afford something like that, but the load is more than I thought. So once I moved in, things got super gross. So I cleaned, hoping he'd hop in. The most he does is feed his cat and clean the litter box maybe three times a week. 
but still lets trash build up. Then once I take it out, he's like, oh, let me get it. I think to make him seem like he does something. I've even tried to quit cleaning via my therapist's advice to see if he would do anything and I got nothing in return. He waited until I couldn't take it anymore. My revenge is making his sandwich wrong. I got a small lecture on how to make it better, but the fact that he was unsatisfied made me happy. Had too much mayo, no salt, and I didn't cut it right. The fact that he disliked it so much made me happy, and I think I'll continue. This is honestly a rant, but I think I need more ways to be petty because talking with him doesn't seem to get the point across. We've had multiple talks about what I need from him, but he only changes for a day. Honestly, I'm just mad that he doesn't listen, and I want to keep making his sandwiches wrong. Edit, just want to say thank you so much for being real with me and for all of the advice. Sometimes it's easier seeing the truth from the outside. I cut off a lot of my friends recently, so having some people give me some harsh truth helps, which is why I'm here. Also, low self-esteem, which I'm working through with therapy. Learned I'm a bang maid and need to find a way out or set some serious boundaries, which I'm not sure is a feasible option as I have work tomorrow and he's throwing things around in the bedroom because I'm not ready for bed, even though I have work tomorrow. But honestly, I'm just reading through the comments for advice, trying to sleep on the couch. I just won't sleep with him right now. This is just lame. This is the first time tonight I've not given in to what he wants. For example, sandwich debacle, which I did tonight. He might be pettier than me and I'm not sure I want to fight that battle. Yeah, unless you're more than happy playing the mom role in this situation, it's exactly like people have described to OP and opened OP's eyes. Really, considering everything going on and the split in chores and requirements, money, it's not really a partnership. Our next story is, Entitled Neighbor is Angry I'm Using My Parking Space. My 30-year-old female, husband, 27-year-old male, and I live in a closed street of small houses. Each house has a parking spot, plus most people owning more than one car park in parallel in front of their house. We didn't own a car because we'd both worked from home and hate driving, plus public transport here is not so bad. We have a neighbor who owns three cars, so obviously he has no space to park them all at his house. He asked our next door neighbor, we can call him E.N., if he could park outside of her house. She also does not drive. And she said yes, but entitled neighbor, in order to not block his other car, parks all the way in front of my driveway. To be honest, I wouldn't have minded if he had asked, but the fact that he just does it annoys me. Also, my family comes to visit often and if they come by car, he usually is blocking and we have to ask him to move. And every time he gets mad as if we were asking for a favor. Anyway, I got a nice promotion that involved in-person work three times a week, so we decided it was time to get a car. We bought a nice practical one and got it in our parking space. Well, next morning the guy was blocking my exit. I rang his doorbell like crazy, it was 6am, and when he finally came out I asked him to move and to not park there anymore. He got defensive and said that my neighbor let him park in front of her house, to which I answered, Yes, but this is my house, and if you block my entrance again, I'm gonna remove your car. He moves in the next day. He's blocking again. We realize he left his car open, so we let the handbrake loose and pushed the car to the middle of the street in front of his driveway. I put a note on his windshield saying, next time, it's a tow truck. Put tape over his doorbell so it continues ringing, and I left as quickly as I could. He hasn't said anything, but... He hasn't parked there anymore. Honestly, I think OP had a little more patience than honestly a lot of people would. 
I mean, to be fair, I don't really know what the practice is when it's time to jump to calling a tow truck, but I feel like most people practically in that situation after the second time would be like, forget it, it's over, I'm calling the towing company. Our next story is, my roommate kept stealing my clothes, so I tie-dyed his. I didn't go to college until I was 21. For some reason, the fact that I was of legal drinking age made partying a lot less fun. That wasn't the case for my 18-year-old roommate Paul. We didn't have much in common, different courses, friend groups, etc. So we didn't talk much, but he was a huge party animal. He'd come to our dorm drunk at 2am on weekdays and then go to his classes very hungover. He also had a girl over at least once a week and they were never quiet. But the most notable thing about Paul is that he was a jerk. Not only that, but his family was loaded, so he was the kind of jerk who bragged about how much of a jerk his money allowed him to be. Paul was pre-law, and some of his teachers graded students based on how formal their attire was in class. Paul had six Oxford shirts from expensive stores. Think Hugo Boss and Ralph Lauren, all in white. His wardrobe consisted only of those shirts, four dress pants, and a single t-shirt. One day, as I was preparing to do laundry, I noticed some clothes I hadn't worn or put in the basket recently. They were clearly worn, reeking of sweat, alcohol, and a bodily fluid I won't name. Some were also stained. It was gross. I confronted Paul about it and sure enough, he'd been wearing my clothes to party, drink, and get lucky. His excuse was that his clothes were too expensive to wear at parties, unlike all my t-shirts, flannels, and jeans. I yelled at him that he couldn't take my clothes without permission. He said, dude, it's just clothes, it's not like you can't wear them anymore. The fight was going nowhere, so I just told him to never do it again. He agreed. The week before spring break, Paul did it again. This time he ripped one of my jeans. Not a small split anyone can fix, but a long, horizontal tear across the thigh. I could never wear those pants again. I thought about confronting Paul, but then I had a better idea. I was alone when I found out, so he didn't know I knew. For the rest of the week, I didn't bring it up. Then Paul left for spring break. He was wearing his t-shirt and didn't pack anything else since he was going home. I waited an hour, shoved all six of his Oxford shirts into my backpack, and left to spend the week with my family. Once I got to my mom's place, I started brainstorming what I'd do with the shirts. Tearing them wasn't enough. Those can be fixed. Whatever I did, it had to be permanent. Then my sister gave me a suggestion. I called a couple of friends over and we got to work. We tie-dyed every single white shirt. We chose the most vibrant colors we could find. There was no way Paul would be able to wash them off. After spring break, I made sure to get to the dorm before Paul. I put all the shirts back in the closet and left to see a friend. When I got back a few hours later, Paul was on the phone with his parents. He'd put them on speakerphone and was screaming about how someone had colored his shirts and he couldn't wear them to class. At one point, he said he'd wanted to sue whoever did it. At that, his father shut him up and told him to stop complaining. He said it was probably just a prank and he wasn't going to sue anyone. After Paul hung up, I asked, What's the matter, dude? He looked at me. I could tell he thought I'd done it, but he didn't say it. For about a week, Paul went to his classes wearing his only t-shirt. He couldn't convince his parents to buy him new shirts, so he had to start wearing the tie-dyed ones to class until he could save enough money to get more shirts. His grades dropped, but he still passed. Paul never stole my clothes again. 
Not my proudest moment, but I don't regret it. I mean, hey, they can be the next Saul Goodman with an outfit like that, showing up in some tie-dye clothes. Maybe they can represent some clowns. This next story is, angry lady yelled at a special needs person at the gym, so we did a bit of trolling. This guy named Michael has Down syndrome and he's at the gym with his father four days a week around the same time. He is very nice and positive. He yells encouragement and compliments to people working out. When he arrives at the gym and if he sees me, he yells very loudly, something like, Hey, how are you? Glad I can see you. And if he likes my shirt, he tells me he likes it and the things he likes about it. Michael is a genuinely good person and I love seeing him when I work out. When he's working out, he makes loud ooh sounds like that sound like a cow going moo but without the M part. It is very loud, especially when he's getting in the zone in his workout. If you've never seen him, you'll look up, see him lifting like a beast and being the mature adult you are, can tell he has Down syndrome. Mind your own freaking business and go back to your workout. Apparently that was too hard for someone this evening. A lady with her training group, about 5 people total, were working out next to Michael. How the gym is laid out, the aerobics and stretching area is next to the dumbbells. Still plenty of room for everyone. Michael's doing his thing, having a great workout, but is getting very loud. His father is nearby working out on the machines near the dumbbell area. One of the ladies gets annoyed and walks up to him and yells at him to keep it down. I know the father. We have similar jobs and talk sometimes about work. We both made eye contact and our eyes widen. We're both thinking, what the freak is wrong with her? Michael's not hurting anyone. Almost everyone has headphones on anyway. Michael said, okay, very loudly. That's just him, but it felt like a hilariously smart butt response. Everyone gets back to their workouts. Michael obviously is just as loud as ever making those noises. Lady gets ticked, walks up to him and literally yells at him to keep it down. Father is understandably angry, walks up to her, tries to explain to her that he's special needs and doesn't mean to be loud. They argue for a bit. I couldn't hear everything they said, but the conversation ended when the father yelled extremely loudly. He's R-worded. What the freak do you want from us? Everyone stops working out and looks at her. Her face turns bright red and she sulked away. Everyone goes back to their workouts. The petty revenge part. My workout buddy and I decided that we really, really needed to work out our abs, so we did some sit-ups in the stretching area next to their group, and we grunted loudly when we got to the last few reps. They said nothing to us though, but we still had fun. I agree that they definitely weren't hurting anybody, and like it really is kind of harmless, but I do understand if like you want to go to the gym and you want to focus on your workout and you don't want to necessarily hear mooing how it could be annoying, but I do feel like even if you were annoyed, you would definitely keep it to yourself when you understand the circumstance. It's really obviously more than anything the way this lady lashed out and confronted them without seemingly having any social awareness. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.